Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the TSM podcast. My name is Aidan O'Sullivan and I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Ashley Green. Oh yeah, it's about straight in, guys. Uh, You're going to notice something strange in this episode. It's a little little barking in the background except it's Aiden because he's dying if anyone listened to uh, just a tip that came out on stirring the conversation you'll hear that halfway through you got greeted by the wonderful noise in your ear that was and so expect many of that in today's episode as we drop some gold on what are we talking about Aiden? We're talking about virtual events because virtual events are still a thing. We get conversations so many times with people that are like, oh, I just virtual events kind of stopped happening. So I'm now going back to in-person events. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up a second. Virtual events are still a thing. If anything, they are bigger and better now than they have ever been in the past. I think we was talking about this privately uh, like a couple of weeks ago, Ashley, like, when everyone was in virtual like the bar for virtual was fairly low like let's face it the bar for virtual was fairly low and everybody had uh, an opportunity to jump on and do it like you could whack on a facebook live on your laptop and that was it i did do that and it sucked but the point that's why i'm saying low bar to entry um but that was it and now over time as all of the technology has improved all of the material has improved the industry has shifted to the point that the like the barrier to entry on virtual shows now is ridiculously high it's like there are some really good quality shows out there like better than tv production on just some of these shows that people are running off of like a one-man button thing it's insane i mean our momentum client andre has like an insane show when you look at like the behind the scenes of like the tech that he's got going on it's it's crazy what some people are doing. And as a byproduct, I think that makes it much easier to do the shows and people start to enjoy it more. And I think that was one of the biggest problems why a lot of people uh, gave up on virtual fences. They didn't know how to enjoy it and they just weren't sufficed because there was a lot of challenges. But it's own it's, its own genre. And we wanted to make this episode to say, one, they are still happening. And two, there's a great opportunity. And three, the virtual events themselves, which are out there as well, it's not just the magic shows that have improved. It's the actual events overall. You've got events which are happening in the corporate world which um are happening hybrid so as a mixture of live and virtual like you're performing both like on stage and to a virtual audience you've also got events which are kind of flipped around you're performing in your studio at home in your bedroom living room or whatever and you're actually performing on screen to a live audience it may be a theater or a conference room and it's those types of hybrid events which are happening and they're crazy and then like to name one that i done aid and it was like in a 
the metaverse its own virtual world thingy me bob in that tech space that i know nothing about as you can hear from my voice but the point was they built like an entire virtual theater you as a character could walk around the map you came into the theater watched my show you sat in your seat and i was displayed on the screen i could pull people up into a zoom feed and do a show like some of the tech now means that you can really make these shows interactive immersive and damn right amazing but that also means there's a huge opportunity for you guys to go out there and get a ton of gigs off the back of this. Well, exactly that. Just because there are incredible virtual events out there with high tech and crazy functions and NFTs, if that's how it works, they probably. It probably was an not. NFT giveaway in my last show. So, yes, yes, it was. <laughs> oh, okay, then there we go. NFT giveaway. I just, it's pointless. I'll just screenshot it. Anyway, uh, clearly oblivious. But the point being is that. Yes, it can be complicated. Yes, there is a lot there. But there's also frameworks for p- and people out there helping you to actually do all of this tech stuff and make it really, really simple. Because as with everything, simplicity is it's just the best approach. But long story short, virtual is still alive. It's still a thing. It's still happening. You're not too late to the party. If you left the party, you're always welcome back open. The doors are always open. Now is the time to really capitalize on that. But it's one thing to be able to go ahead and say, yep, I'm doing a virtual, I'm doing a Zoom show. It's another thing to get people interested in that. Because let's face it, people have sat through Zoom shows and Zoom meetings and left, right, etc. Oh, God, it begins already. Uh, Please, get ready ready for the... (laughs) (laughs) There we go. (laughs) I'm going to keep count throughout this episode. One, we're gonna get to, gonna get to 43 by 20 minutes time <laughs> the point i was making is that it's one thing to go out there and do these shows uh, and say that you're doing these shows it's another thing entirely for people to understand and actually want them because people are a little bit zoomed out so to speak so what we need to do and this is what we're talking about today is actually showing up and being valuable in the virtual space so i'm going to ask you a straight question actually how do we get started when it comes down to finding our value in the virtual space? We need to find out what we're actually here to do. It's as simple as that. And no, I'm not talking about like, ha well, I have David Copperfield's number, a magic trick where people point at the screen and they follow me around. It's interactive and it gets people doing stuff online. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about the tricks that you do. Oh, that accent was quite good. I quite like that. I'm going to bring that to I don't shows. know what that accent was, but it was... It's the third yeah. member of the podcast. Wow, well, howdy, folks. Uh, I'm just dying in the tears. I'm going to stop now. The, the, the comedy's dropped. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the point is we need to find out like... And I think this applies for any shows, but let's keep the specific to, to virtual shows in general. If someone's got those preconceived ideas of like, oh, I, I saw like a virtual magician in the past and they sucked or or maybe they haven't seen a virtual magician. They don't understand how it works. Go in and say, yeah, I've got these cool tricks that work on Zoom. They're like, that's nice, dear. But what's the point? My company's putting on this event. There's no point in getting you in. We need to start looking at the events overall, how they run. And the best place for me to start is looking into the actual challenges that people like this face at the virtual events. We can start looking into things about like their running order, uh, the Zoom fatigue, audience engagement, audience participation, people not knowing how to do things in virtual events or how to react, how to play along. You can look people's like that some of the biggest challenges are like people going away and actually trying to remember the information because 
they switch off easy. I mean, that kind of links into Zoom fatigue, but it's its own point, I would argue, in and of itself. And, and you can think of a ton more, like the actual challenges that virtual events face. Heck, some of you right now listening to this might have been to a virtual event and thought, that sucked, I wish they'd done this differently. Bingo, you can probably think up a million examples of that. And the beauty is, when you start recognising challenges, we can start to use this to our advantage. But, but the first tip here is to really assess the events overall. We're not going out there to pitch like the amazing number magic trick where our fingers go around the screen so everyone's involved. People don't care about that. That's not why they book you. They book you for other reasons because you actually help them. Exactly that. We'll talk a little bit more about how to communicate this value effectively a little bit later on. But for those that don't already know, we're talking challenges here. Challenges is essentially the same thing as problems with virtual events. We just like to word them as challenges because psychologically, challenges have solutions. Like, it's as easy as our problems. Not all problems have solutions. And if they do, it sounds like a really hard work thing to do. Instead, if it's just a challenge, it's, it, it almost gamifies the process and makes it exciting for us and the clients to actually go ahead and solve. But when it comes down to actually finding out these these challenges, you gave a great example there, Ashley, of reflecting on our own personal experiences. But how can we actually go about finding more? Say we, we have no experience with virtual somehow. We've got no idea on what virtual uh, events run like and any of that kind of stuff. How could we go ahead and try and find some more challenges? Well, you can always just ask people. You don't have to do this alone. You could literally ask the people that run the events, the people that attend the events. You can look online, you can look in forums, you can look at websites, you can look at running orders of events and make your assessments there. Like you don't have to just go to it to formulate. Yeah, going to it and being part of them is, is a great way to do this. But there's so many other ways. Asking opinions, looking online. The internet is like a multitude of knowledge, which we don't take enough of enough i don't think like, there's so much knowledge out there which we've got access to so use and abuse that but like just ask your past clients or the people running these events and the best part when you start asking past clients or the people running these events well now you're in a conversation with them and that could lead to a flipping gig that's a conversation on itself but if you follow the uh, advice we shared in uh, the just a tip just gone uh, good luck <laughs> well this is it at the end of the day you can look at uh, you can go ahead and just reflect on your own experiences and you can use other people to reflect on their experiences. Hey, you can either go to Google, as you said, Ashley, go to like Quora.com or something and just search like what makes a good virtual event and you can see what makes it good. And as a result, you know what the problems are uh, and so on and so forth. But the other thing that's really useful, and I think a lot of entertainers under undersell this when it comes down to actually performing in the virtual world you've probably got experience of what it's like at an actual in-person event. A lot of those challenges will transfer immediately into the virtual world. For example, if you're having an event and there is time, keeping on top of that time and not running over, it's going to be a big factor. And the same happens in the virtual world. So actually keeping to time is a big thing. Like uh, if you want to talk about, uh, to give you an example that we've already used, but keeping everybody actually attention like everyone's attention and paying attention not just switching off and checking their phones well that's even more prominent in the virtual world because people can literally just pull up their phone and mess around on their phone 
whilst also still looking to vaguely towards the screen and the camera and stuff. Not interested in you at all, but it looks like it for the camera, right? So you can also reflect on your real in-person performance experience and leverage that into the virtual world. Some things will be more more prominent and powerful. Some things probably won't be as relevant. For example, meal times or, or like that kind of element might not be a thing in the virtual um, th- performance that you're actually doing. But it's good to look at your own experience in a different context and drag and drop that in there too. The beauty behind actually looking at when you do events like this, you start to understand the people that run these events. You start to understand the events overall. And because you've got that greater knowledge when you're speaking to potential clients or when you're speaking to lead or even just existing clients, you become insanely more valuable just from the awareness if you stop the podcast right here and don't listen to the next steps, you're already so much more of a valuable asset to these people putting on the events and hosting the events because you get some other problems that they've got. You can sympathize with them. You can understand them. And when you understand them, bingo, like that leads to so many places. But if you want to go the extra mile and actually do something with this, now that you've just like, yeah, yeah, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. Maybe you could, provide some solutions <laughs> to what you find you've done your research you've gone out there you've asked people you've gone into quora who even uses quora anymore uh if I you use do it. for quora's, this quora's no, great weird. don't you go dissing weird. quora quora's great people use it and it's great for research just I saying no yeah, maybe we should put a poll in the magician's business group if you use quora are you weird let's, let's, let's see how many weirdos are out there <laughs> no but it, all the comments will just be i don't what is quora i don't use quora exactly <laughs> yes so i bet you've got a fax machine behind your books yeah weird fax machine is a messenger book. pigeon uh, it's a fax machine i've just designed it as a book so that you don't judge oh uh, anyway Moving as on. you were saying as you were saying uh, now that we've got these these challenges we want to be providing the solutions to these right and here's the thing that might not be your 40-minute virtual interactive show. It might be. There is a high probability that your interactive virtual show will cure things like Zoom fatigue, for example. It will stop people switching off because they're always having to pay attention throughout the show, if that's just the nature of your show. Not every show works like that. A lot of a lot of entertain. I've been guilty of it in the past myself, but they're saying things like interactive, and then that's interactive for like, a quarter of the audience, everyone else just sits and watches or maybe puts their hand up once or twice. It's not quite good enough. That's That, in my eyes, is not interactive. But the point being here is that your show can tick some of those boxes. But for those that it doesn't tick, well, we want to pick the absolute simplest solution to that problem. We don't want to go a million miles left in or like if the place that we're going to is literally two steps right. We don't want to have to loop around the earth to get two steps right we can literally just take the simplest route and like take Occam's razor that whole philosophy of the simplest solution is often the correct one it's often the right one so what does that look like in a um in like a virtual sense actually what what's a challenge that we could brainstorm like right off the top I'm going to give a real one Aiden uh one which I faced um this was uh an old client of mine that said uh, they've got some people signed up for a virtual event, but they've known in the past it's very hard to get people from sign up to the actual event. Like people sign up and then they just don't attend the staff thing that's going on with all of the staff for the company. Loads of people just go, ah, I, I just, nah, I'm 
bad internet and they just don't turn up. That was a real challenge and I knew that was a challenge because uh, uh, the best part, the lady told me. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll keep note of this for future people. Well, this is great. So actually having people show up because we know that, like, let's face it, 50% of people that register for a free thing or opt in for a, three, a free thing, they're probably not going to accept that free thing. They're probably not going to go ahead and do that thing. So what we need to do is actually find solutions to get people showing up. Now, let's brainstorm some options here before we tell the listeners what you actually did. Um, a simple solution to this could quite simply be sending reminder emails, for example, just reminding people to show up. Uh, like, mm -hmm. here's the date, here's the time, here's a Zoom link. Can't wait to see you. Could be a really another, great example. Another one could be sending out a quick little PDF with a video in there to get people excited. Show them what's to come. Exactly that. Another thing might actually be to send, uh, like, mail and post people a physical box that they need for the for the meeting or for the show or for whatever whatever's going on. Actually, sending them something physical that will sit on their desk. Yeah, as a if you've got nothing physical, just to add on to that, like we mentioned in a previous episode of like um, ticket ideas and that, like what you've done in one of your shows, just a postcard, physical thing to say you've been invited, something like that might work. Exactly, just a little nugget there to actually have a physical thing in their house, which psychologically you don't really want a thing uh, like a, a imagine that you bought a ticket to a virtual show and the performer mailed you a special specially curated box ready for the show and you couldn't be bothered to turn up to the show like you would turn up to the show you would make it happen as much as you possibly could and so that's another solution that we can do okay is there any others that we can mate we could probably go on but i don't think we, the we, people we. want us to be here for like 50 years <laughs> like, i've got all these solutions got all these solutions but which one's right <laughs> exactly well so to recap really quick there are just three that we made up off the top of our heads there we've got sending multiple email reminders we've got sending a, an email reminder with like a pdf explaining what's going on with it uh, like teaser trailers and video footage and that kind of stuff or physically mailing stuff to people now we want the simplest solution so i think I think we're in agreement. The simplest solution here is not to be going and posting stuff. So we can eliminate that one for this particular situation. Okay. Now, actually, one of these two you did. I did. Which did you do and why? I sent out a little PDF with uh, a video in there to tell them about the show and then some other videos of what I do. That's what I did. Nice and simple. I sent this to the lady and I went and send this to all the people that have registered. Shaboom. She'd done that um, and it worked and loads of people attended her meeting. It wasn't just a meeting just to clarify where they booked me for a show and they've had, um, there was like talks and it was like the staff uh, celebration day. Um, so they, the company wanted all the staff to be there and usually people don't turn up to these events because they suck, they're boring. No one wants to spend extra time at work. They had me in booked, but like... I needed to let people know that it was exciting for them to come along. Like it's going to be worthwhile of their time. So we thought a little PDF bank can send out to people. Ah, oh, this guy's good. Maybe that warrants the next hour of my life. Exactly that. And I think right there, it's really simple to see how you can just brainstorm a bunch of options, like right, three, five, 10, 20 different solutions. If you can, and just eliminate, whittle down, pick the absolute simplest one. And that becomes what it is that you actually do. That becomes an essential feature of your product, of your and package. I think if you're listening to this right now and you think, oh, I get where you're coming from, but this just seems like this is really simple stuff, guys. 
this is literally the point. Uh, business shouldn't feel complicated. If uh, stuff in your business feels complicated, you're doing something wrong. There's something which you need to change. It's the simplest stuff that works. You should be focusing on the easy stuff. Like we say, find the simplest solutions because simple solutions work. Start doing stuff to overcomplicate. It's going to mess up. And it's the exact same in your entertainment biz. If this feels simple, it's because it is, because it works, because it's the good stuff. Exactly that. And if you want to look at any form of marketing, like the best form of marketing really points out that somebody has a problem. There is a challenge that they, they don't really want. And the, the product that you're offering, this package that you're offering is the solution. Like that is the perfect thing. Like, I don't know whether you've played with those, like, uh, as like you see kids toys play with them all the time. They've got that little box of random blocks and on the lid, they've all got different shapes. And you put the right shape in the right box, uh, in the right hole to get it in the box. And that's kind of a kid's toy exercise. But it's great here. Like people have a square problem and you've got a square solution that will fill that gap. People are going to want it. If you're trying to sell people the circle uh, solution, like just your interactive mind reading show that makes people's jaws drop and go, oh, my God, X, Y, Z's amazing. It was the best thing in the world. When actually the problem is, no, people just aren't going to pay attention. Like there's no there's no room for for sort of wiggle room there you have to find out and we say product i, I want to address that uh, we said product a couple of times here because without going into too much depth we we run a process with uh, ourselves and with all of our clients called productizing your services which basically means that rather than selling yourself by the hour or by time or any of that kind of stuff you're actually packaging up a bunch of these solutions and that then becomes in your head a product that you shift we usually do three, but we've got another episode coming out on uh, next week, I believe, or in a week or two um, on the subject of that. But long story short, I wanted to just clear that up. Okay. This is that. And I want to say at this point, we've covered things like one, uh, just if you had any doubts, virtual events are still alive. The people doing the virtual events are like, damn right, I know they are because I'm making filthy money. Um, I don't know where this weird accent's coming from today. Um, and we've spoken about like the, the way to start to become valuable is just to get that awareness over the event. Start looking at some of the challenges or in quotation marks problems um, that they have at their events and start to look at how we can solve that. And we can find solutions that fit. You may or may not be the solution. Your show may or may not be the solution. But when you start to come up with more and more solutions for the challenges. I'm hoping you guys are cottoning on now. Ah, you're actually going to be useful at these events as opposed to just entertaining. When you speak to people about your shows and what you do, you're not, you're no longer saying, oh, well, you know, I've got the best magic show in the world and I've won these awards for the magic circle. And, you know, I've been on this TV show. You say, hey, look, here's the thing. Tell me about your event. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. By the way, this usually happens in this event. So I've structured everything I do to do X, Y and Z. And that's where you list your solutions. And now they go, ah, this is exactly what we need. Oh, these these things. I didn't realize this was a problem and I can see how this will help perfectly. Or yes, this has been a big problem that's been on the company's plate since we've been doing virtual events and this is exactly what we need. And as a byproduct, you're more valuable. And when you're more valuable, you can charge more and you're more likely to land the gig because all the other magicians are saying, yeah, I do this jaw dropping virtual entertainment. And you're like, yeah, the entertainment's cool. Get that. I can do some cool entertainment for you. But I really want to help you. I want to help you actually have a better event overall. And I'm going to do that 
by providing a bunch of little solutions for you to help solve some of the challenges that you've got. And here's the other thing. You've got a bunch of solutions right now and you're sharing these solutions and sure enough, the, sim- the simplest solution to some of the challenges might not be you or even something that you can fulfill, which is fine. But it means that you've got leverage in forms of like sales conversations with these clients and just general rapport with these clients when talking about their events. You've got a lot of leverage to be able to point out something that they weren't aware of, not in a bad, meany, horrible way, but just a, oh, by the way, I, I, I know about this thing. I don't know whether it's going to affect you or by the way, I, lo- I noticed that you had this big problem. I actually know somebody else who might be able to help you with that. For example, if like, the people hosting these virtual events are just not very tech savvy. They could just about open up a Zoom call. Like, what you might be able to do is put them in touch with somebody who just runs virtual events, and that's their job. They host virtual events so that that's pressure taken off. I know a magician, actually. Um, yeah, there's number two, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I know a magician, actually, who put a bunch of money into putting the kit together so they can host large-scale virtual events, and sometimes they don't even do the magic. They literally just get paid just for the hosting. Exactly. And and, and for a lot of people, this is going to sound a bit like, oh, but I just want to go and do the magic. I just want to... I, I don't want to go and be valuable. I don't want to go and be serving solutions. I don't want any of that kind of stuff. I just want to show up, do my, my, do my tricks, and then leave again. And that's fine. But it's up to you to work out what are the specific challenges that you're showing up and doing the tricks actually solves. Like what are the things it's actually going to do for the client? And then it's your job to communicate that effectively. And the easiest sort of process that we like to go through, um, like we call it fat statements. We're not going to cover it in huge amounts of depth now. But the idea is that you say, uh, what is the thing that you do? What, a little bit about why you do it and what that means for the clients. Okay. So, for example, oh, my cough's coming back again. I oh. cough in the middle of podcasts. <laughs> that, that's a feature. Was that a, was that a two and a half? <laughs> There's a three. There's a three. Three, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, there, there was a sneaky fourth hidden earlier as you were talking, but I kept that one discreet. Um, but here's the thing. Like, what is a feature of a virtual? Actually, what's a feature of, of something that you do in the virtual space? Uh, sending out that PDF to people so that they can... They can send it. The, the PDF with the videos. That's one of the things that I've mentioned. Great. Then we spoke about it earlier. It makes perfect sense. So if you want to go ahead and do this, please go ahead and do this. So we send out a PDF. Now, why do we actually go ahead and send out that PDF? Well, because it go gets ahead. the staff. Uh, it gets the staff entertained. Well, I say staff in a general term. It gets the uh, people who are attending uh, engaged, interested, and it shows them that it's worth their time to invest into actually coming that it's just not going to be a waste of time it's not going to be boring and it looks like a bit of sun it's just trying to convert people just to think you know what i might come along to this just changing their beliefs slightly exactly so if we was to 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 shrink that right down the easiest way to to shrink that right down and communicate that is to quite simply look at what the actual problem was and give them the opposite for example the big problem that they had was that oh maybe um Staff are just unmotivated and uninterested in the event. Well, what's the opposite of unmotivated, uninterested staff? You want excited and engaged staff. So now we've got two pieces of this puzzle, which is all great copy, by the way. Like, uh, before the show, I'll send out a... um, Or I'll send you a... Whatever. I'll just say I for the sake of it. Before the show, I'll send out a, a PDF with 
XYZ so that your client, uh, so that your, I keep saying clients, so that your um, uh, staff will actually get excited and engaged about the event. Oh, you've got people's attention at this point. It's like, oh, I understand what and why. Now you've just got to fill in the blanks of actually what is the tangible benefit of that thing, not just staff being engaged and excited. Like, what does that mean for the big picture? What is the actual bigger picture value from that? So, Ashley, what is the bigger picture value of staff at these kind of team meeting event things? What is the big picture of them being engaged and excited? They're going to be more productive at work if it's a team meeting. They're going to love life so much more and ultimately just be more productive in the work that they do. There's going to be a better relationship with the actual team around them. And that's a really great... You could take it in a million and one different directions at this point, but I love the angle of of relationships actually within the team and associate that with productivity. Like the, if it's a team team meeting style event, great. The whole, the you'll be connected people within the team. Like the team will be functioning better. So now we've got a full statement. Again, we're just giving quick ideas literally off the top of our heads. I'd love to say that we had notes for this, but we're just not that prepared. Um, but from there, we've just gone from this whole process together to get really clear on one specific element of our entertainment packages for the virtual world. We send out a PDF with promotional materials before the event so that your guests will actually be engaged and excited for the meeting, which means that for long afterwards or for a period of time afterwards, your guests are going to be excited, energized and actually building good relationships within the team. The interpersonal connection is going to be better or, or whatever you want there. But that's the process. It's, it's the feature, the advantage, and then that transformation. That's what we call fact statements. Um, hopefully, hopefully that little bit of nugget is there has been, been useful. And it's all really great copy. That's the other thing. This isn't just so you can understand in your head, because that's a huge part of it, but also communicating that value as well uh, through your copy is it's a winner. Yeah, it's, you know, it's great to have a really high-tech virtual show is great to have good flipping tricks <laughs> in a virtual show but you need to find a way of actually angling it and selling it in ways which people think yes this is what i want because it benefits me it solves my problems because if you're not angling it in that way they just see it as oh this is a nice to have rather than a necessity and a no-brainer offer and if you're a nice to have they don't need to book you to run the event they could just shop around and find the lowest price one because technically you're just the same as any other thing. You're just a little bit of icing on the cake. Whereas, again, we're only we're only saying three things. Like I mentioned a show and a PDF. Like how smaller things are this? But just by the way we angle it and change it around to really speak direct to the person to say, yeah, but these are the reasons why we do these these small things to really help here. Now they get us. Now we're necessity for the event because they can't imagine an event running without this stuff because we help so much with some of the stuff that they really struggle with. And that's why people will book us at a much higher fee. That's how to be more valuable during uh, during your virtual events so that you can land more gigs, you can get paid more, and you can have a higher conversion rate with your potential clients. Exactly that. And hopefully this is making sense in terms of the 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 big picture before during after the whole process of building up a really great um and actually showing up and, and being valuable 
as an entertainer in the virtual space. We're building up some really great packages. And the great thing about this is that it, it can be drag and drop from event to event to event to event. Like you don't have to build this all from the ground up every single time. Like once you've got it once, great. You can use that for the next event. You spot something else that can improve for the next event. Well, add that in. And there you go. You've even, you've now got a better package. Uh, cue jokes here, but you've got a better package that you can shift more of over, over time. Just because it's getting better and better and better. And it's up to you how you navigate it. If it's a particularly big, um, price tag, uh, investment, like actually what it is that you're, you're adding in over time, you can choose whether or not to increase your fee for that. Um, personally, I'm speaking myself here if I can just show up and be more valuable and that's more likely to secure the gig without me having to up my fee, then great. Um, I'll just whack it in. But it's up to you. It's up to you depending on the situation, etc., uh, etc. Et but again, let's recap everything we've covered. Virtual's a thing. It's still a thing. If anything, it's a big thing. It's a whole genre in magic right now. Number two, start by finding the challenges for these specific events. Number three, I forgot how many fingers I had there. But number three, we actually find the simplest solution to each of those challenges, not the one that you prefer the most, not the one that you're already doing, the absolute simplest solution because it's easy to do and easy to communicate, which is the other thing. And then we find the right way to communicate that value. You can use our fact statements process or you can just find another way um, of doing that if you want. This is that. And if you guys wanted any help, there is one little thing that you can do, one little thing that we can offer. Should we tell them what it is? Well, exactly that. Let, let, let's go ahead. Now, you may have heard about this already. If you're new to the podcast, um, you probably won't have heard about this, but we run a coaching program called Momentum. And the design, uh, the program is designed to actually get you one thing in your magic and mentalism or entertainment business. Literally momentum. We want to get the wheels in motion, jumpstart your entertainment business and start getting you gigs every single week or as often as you'd like, actually add a nice, good, healthy figure, right? Exactly. And the way we do that is a little bit of what we covered here, but we go through so much more. We focus on how to actually productize your offices, how to focus on the value, how to actually get the leads in, what to actually do in a sales call, how to follow up with people. We cover the entire package. So you know how to find people, you know what to offer them and you know what to sell them so that you can get consistently to 2k a month in magic or beyond or if you're like one of our clients angers in momentum program you go yeah boys thank you so much for the information and this lad i kid you not literally earned nearly four grand in a day using some of our stuff so bravo angus if you're listening because that is amazing um, and if you wanted to learn from us and you wanted to learn how to do this and implement all of this stuff into your magic business to make your business more simple remember business it's not about being complicated and also actually book some gigs uh, maybe at a higher fee or you just want more of them and you want to make this a sustainable career for the long run so that you can actually monetize the thing that you love and do that as a job then head over into our momentum program aiden where can people find it you can find oh god i've got a cough right at the moment right at the moment oh this was number five <laughs> number five ladies and gentlemen great uh, you can head over to the successfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. There's a video up on that page that will tell you everything you need to know about the program and also how you can come and join us. That's the successfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. 
uh, we'd love to see you inside and actually get this stuff working for you because it's been a game changer for us. So with that said, hopefully this has been a useful episode. Uh, come and join us in Momentum or in the Magicians Business Group. It'd be great to see you. And uh, until the next time, um, uh, bye. Adios. Aiden needs a cough. <laughs> Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group, and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside, so to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group, and the magic of the internet will take you straight there, or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. And we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum, and we'll send you all of the details.